What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. The way you find your voice is through constant practicing your craft. And this is how you also find what you like and what you don't like. And soon you will basically start seeing a pattern in your photography. And that pattern that you can see then is your voice. And if you try to shoot like anyone else, it will feel fake to you. And it's like, it's not you. And you will never be fully happy with the work that you produce. And you will always think that some, something is missing. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. I'm super excited about today's interview. She's a powerhouse behind Jasmine Jade Photography and Embrace Presets. Her work is full of soul and heart. She's a mama of two boys. Now, as soon as I read on Jasmine's website, she was also a believer in community over competition and the power of working together. I knew we were going to be two peas in a pod. She is ultra talented in her boudoir work, creating work that is both emotional and storytelling. And she's an incredible leader for her boudoir community and an all-around great human. The reason I wanted to share Jasmine with you is because she's an artist you can truly tell connects with her work. This is something that I have often struggled with personally. So I'm super excited to dive into today's interview. Let's get started. Welcome, Jasmine. Hi. (laughs) Happy to be here. Yay. So tell us who you are and what you are passionate about. 
So my name is Jasmine Jade. I'm a professional boudoir photographer from Germany. I'm currently living in Washington, D.C. We moved to the USA in 2012, me and my husband and my firstborn. Um, my husband was in the military. We have two boys together now. We moved to Hawaii and lived there for three years. And this is where I learned photography. That was about seven years ago. I'm completely self-taught. I photographed lots of families in the first two years of my business, but that was not for me. So when we moved again, I decided to niche into glamour portraits, which then led me into boudoir. I also own the Embrace presets. I have always had a love for editing. My passion is to empower women through my photography and to empower other photographers through the presets I'm creating. I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, we share that vision of empowering our students. So I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Can you share us a, li a little bit about your style of boudoir and portraiture and how you kind of came to blend the two? Yes. So when I started photography, I always had a passion for photographing women, even though I was doing lots of families. But um, photographing women always made my heart like skip a beat. Mm. <laughs> the cliche sounds, but... <laughs> So when we moved from Hawaii, I decided to brand into Glamour. I found um, Sue Bryce, like so many of us, mm -hmm. and started studying her work. I was really into it for like two years. I can call myself a master poser now because of her. <laughs> so after a while, someone introduced me to the world of dark and moody boudoir. So when I'm shooting now, I'm blending my love for portraiture and fashion together with the dark and moody boudoir. I love it. Your work is absolutely stunning and totally unique. And that's what I really loved about you. Thank now, you. I know you have Wild at Heart with Jasmine Jade. Can you share a little bit about what that is? Yes. So Wild at Heart was actually born out of the Embrace Presets Facebook group. Mm -hmm. um, it was because I wanted to separate the boudoir a little bit. Not because um, I didn't want boudoir in my Embrace group, but... It was just safer <laughs> because mm -hmm. Facebook hates yep. us boudoir photographers and they keep banning us all the oh time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. It's crazy how boudoir photographers, like you can't share your work. It's, it's so hard. And when you're an admin of a group and you get banned, then you put the whole group <gasps> at, at risk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's terrible. But um, so I separated the two, uh, created Wild at Heart. And for Wild at Heart, I created a little feature page on my on my webpage, and I created a boudoir workshop too that we had once, also called Wild at Heart, and it has basically become become the boudoir hub for Embrace presets. But you don't have to, you know, use the presets in order to post in there. Yeah. So we share our boudoir work in there, and we give tips and tricks, and it's just a. Uh, a nice educational group for boudoir. I love it. I think that it's such important to find a safe space that you connect with, especially with boudoir um, mm -hmm. as a photographer, because it, because uh, I've been a recent member of your group and I am learning so much and I am not even a boudoir photographer. So, <laughs> maybe but you pretty, become I, maybe <laughs> I, I'm, it's so funny because I was, I was on vacation and I was um, doing research for our podcast and my sister-in-law kept peeking over as I was doing research. She's like, wow. She's like, I would love to do a session like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, interesting. I wouldn't yes. have thought that, but so maybe we'll try it. <laughs> yeah. So many women, actually. I mean, who wouldn't want 
photos of themselves like this, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's now, your dream. It's, it's my dream. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. Now, what tips do you have on finding models and clients that will represent the kind of photography you actually want to do and have in your portfolio? So my number one tip is to reach out to models on social media directly. Mm. And then you just style them the way you want. So this is a way to put out the work that represents you and your brand or what you want to represent. And when you do that, clients will automatically, you know, follow the lead. Right. Potential clients will see your work on social media and on your webpage. And it should be that they book you because they love your style. So in general, what you put out, you attract. You can attract the client of your dreams with the right marketing and the right approach. Yeah. It's so true because I, it's so funny because I, I found, find, I found I got myself a little bit stuck in doing family portraits and I, I'm so drawn to these connective, emotive family portraits, but that's not how I shoot mm-hmm. and that's not what I've been showing. So I would get mm-hmm. frustrated because I'm booking clients who want these pose sessions and I'm like, but that's not where my heart is. Mm. So it kind of, you get in this hamster wheel where you're like, I need yes. to get off the ride. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you just have to do some model calls and start shooting that way. Now, when it comes to your models, so like, where do you find them? Like, are you following different models in your area or um, are you just like doing a model call on Facebook and then having them submit images? How do you do that? So I scan Instagram for local models. That's what I have been doing since years. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds uh, weird, but it's the way to go. I scan them. I go on other like local photography pages and I look at the models. I see that they are local and I just reach out to them with me, my work, show them my work. And most of them say yes. And a lot of them want to get paid are freelance models. Mm -hmm. I respect the work of a model. You know, it's also their time and their work. So um, if they want to get paid, they get paid. If they want to collaborate... I collaborate, but this is a way for me to do it the way I want to do it and to put out what I want to put out. I love that. Now, what is your approach when it comes to styling your sessions? Are you supplying your models with the outfits? Yes. Yes. I supply all of my models with the outfits. I always buy (laughs) outfits (laughs) um, in in the size Girl, me too. (laughs) It doesn't fit me. (laughs) Outfits. Outfits I will never fit. Exactly. I know. <laughs> so like, oh, I wish I was like small or extra oh, small so seriously? I could actually fit what I'm buying here. Yes, yeah, so I always buy when I find something something nice online. I'm like, oh, and then I get a vision and then mm-hmm. I have a whole vision for a shoot. And then I just either search my model for it or I get maybe inspired by a model. Like I find a model or maybe if models find me too, you know, yeah, they see what I'm doing and they see, for example, like I'm having other models on my page and yeah. they're friends with them. So they, they reach out. Yeah. And that's just, that's how I get I, I get inspired. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Now, what are some of your favorite places just to grab outfits from? So I go a lot on Amazon mm-hmm. because it's cheap. Yep. Um, if, <laughs> if you keep buying outfits, it can get really expensive. Oh my gosh, free people. Woo. Oh yes, that's another page. Free people or for Love and Lemons, mm-hmm. their um, skivvy lingerie mm-hmm. is so good. It's so expensive. <laughs> that and um, um, ASOS.com has nice things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forever 21. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Now, I know, I think there can be a, often a struggle for photographers to find their own style or voice, especially when wanting to stand out in the boudoir photography genre. What advice do you have for stepping into your own authenticity and blending that with your business? So my number one advice would be to just do you. Mm-hmm. To not look around you too much and not get intimidated by what other people do. The way you find your voice is through constant practicing your craft. And this is how you also find what you like and what you don't like. And soon you will basically start seeing a pattern in your photography. And that pattern that you can see then is your voice. Mm-hmm. And if you try to shoot like anyone else, it will feel fake to you. And it's like... It's not you and you will never be fully happy with the work that you produce and you will always think that some something is missing and you're right, that something that is missing is your authentic voice because you are actually trying to make work like somebody else. You're not listening to yourself and once you find your authentic voice through mindful practicing your photography, you need to find your why. You know, mm-hmm. because your why is equally important. Your why is how you blend your voice with your business. For example, if you want to empower other women through body positivity, then this is your why. If you want to empower women and lift them up in their confidence, then that is your why. And that will also show in your work. Mm, I love that because it's so it's so easy to, number one, lose your voice. And yes. number two forget what your why ever was. Yeah. And, you know, and coming back to those two things is such a great exercise in finding your heart and your passion and your authenticity. I absolutely love that. Yes. Love it, love it. Now, I know boudoir and intimate portraiture can be extremely vulnerable and trust really needs to be established between the client and the photographer. What advice do you have for photographers wanting to connect with their clients to establish and deepen these relationships? So the connection with your clients starts way before the session. It starts basically at booking when you get to know them a little bit. And then later when you talk about their vision and uh, and you style the session together. That's why I'm always saying a wardrobe consult is definitely a must and it helps connecting you with your client. You know, when you start sending links back and forth and you're getting Mm -hmm. to know them and what they want and what their style is. Um, What also helps is, believe it or not, it's social media. (laughs) If you're active on your social networks, the clients already feel like as if they know you when they come into your studio because they see you all the time. They follow you. It's basically like me or like you. I don't know if you follow influencers, but it's like me following my favorite influencers. And I feel like I know them. Right? I know everything about them. It's yes. so true. So it really I know. Helps you know what they had for lunch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know everything. And then you buy everything from them. <laughs> oh, girl. I have bought so many things. I bought like tanner and like yes. <laughs> lashes because I saw them from like all the things. All the things. Yes. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> It's so true. Um, I, I love that because, you know, it's some, I'm someone who actually really struggles with um, getting on social media and showing mm-hmm. my face on social media. Yeah. It's something that I've talked about in other episodes and I'm really working on. But there's something in me that I'm like, I am so boring. Like, do you guys actually want to see my face? Like, 
Yes, that's what I'm thinking too, but we are not boring to other people. It's true. It's true. I don't find anyone boring, really. And if yeah. I if I find them boring, boring, I guess I don't follow them. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that option. There's always the option of muting. <laughs> that too, yes. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I know that I can personally also get in, in a rut of trying something new and experimenting. How do you get over this fear or even do you have it so your work always feels inspired and fresh? I have so many fears, but I don't have the fear of creating something new. Mm. I always create something new and I always experiment. It's because I get bored when I have to do the same poses over and over again. Yeah. I do have my go-to poses and things I do with every person, but I never follow a certain flow. Mm -hmm. And that's just who I am because I am not an organized person in real life. Mm -hmm. So that reflects in how I do my photography work. And I always tell all my students, try out something new every time you shoot. And if it doesn't yeah. look good, it just doesn't look good because... Um, you are the only person who is seeing it in the back of your camera. You don't have to show it to anybody. So don't be scared. You're the only person that will judge you. Just go out and create. Unless you are scared of your own judgment. That's also scary, right? It is. Mm -hmm. It is. I And for me, I often find what I start doing is I start comparing my straight out of camera mm -hmm. to other people's finished work. Yes. And you know, it's like it's like a losing game that I will always play with myself and mm -hmm. that I know that I'm going to lose, but I still do it. And I'm like, what are you doing, Lisa? Yes. <laughs> Stop it. Right? Because yes. it's it it that actually personally stops me from creating. Yes. And so, it's something that I have to work on getting over. Yes. So I had created something new the other day and it didn't look good at all on camera in in behind behind the camera. Yeah. And I did compare it to somebody else's work that I saw doing this like a week before, but it was a finished product. So when I then went into editing, I finally created the finished product and it was completely different from what I right. saw before. Yeah. And it's for me, and it's almost like I get stuck and I'm like, well, this doesn't look good. And then I get into Photoshop and I'm like, oh, I don't even know where to go now. Like, I don't even know what I want to do with this. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes and you have to try things in Photoshop too. <laughs> right. And just, yes. and then, and I think that I just get so, I overthink it and then I just get in my own way. And I think I just have to say, okay, stop it. Stop taking yourself so damn hurt, like seriously. Yes. And just like do something, create something, make a mess. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> now, I know boudoir can often be really tricky with being able to share images on social media, not only with clients maybe not wanting to share, but also Instagram and Facebook often shutting things down. <laughs> Facebook jail is a real thing. Now, is this something you have struggled with and what advice do you have on that? Yes. So I have had many high profile clients that wanted to stay private. A lot of them actually. And the way I combat it is I shoot my models on, for social media. So I have a certain set of models that I always use. I know them, I trust them, I have a relationship with them. And this way I don't have to worry about if the client will sign my release or not, or if they do. And if they do, then great. I'm still cautious because I've heard stories about, you know, clients losing their jobs because certain images out on social media. So yeah. I'm super cautious about it. But when I use my models, I also always have content to post. I don't have to worry about anything. 
And as far as Facebook shutting us down, <laughs> they have <laughs> become a little bit ridiculous. You know, they're flagging images that are totally mm -hmm. harmless. I personally post very PG on all my social media channels and I still get banned every once in a while because the bots think it's something different than it really is. Right. Especially when you have shadow work, light and moody with mm -hmm. shadow and light. That's They don't like that one. So I don't really have advice for that <laughs> besides follow the rules <laughs> and good luck. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true that, true that. What are some essentials that a boudoir photographer might want to have in their studio? Um, so a bed, <laughs> first a bed. And then I would say outfit choices to play with, like um, like feathers or robes or even wigs um, that the client can wear and other things like that that the client would not think of bringing or what they don't have. Then I would say you do need, if you have a studio, you do need curtains to, you know, make it darker in your room if you want to um, do a little bit of shadow play. And yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. For, for a starter. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Now, I know lighting is super, super huge when doing shadow work. Mm -hmm. Are you shooting and underexposing or like how, how are you working with that? I am exposed for the highlights. So I have mm. my person, for example, laying on the bed and across from her is the, the window and the light is hitting her body and I'm standing on the other side of the window And I'm exposing for the highlights, which means I am exposing for everything that's being hit by the light and everything else falls into the shadows. And then later, mm. you don't have too much, you don't have to do too much editing for it. And if you have the, if you have the right presets for it, it just yeah. pops everything, I makes everything it. pop. So I know that we talked a little bit about finding your true voice. Mm -hmm. How do you tap into exploring deep meaning in your work? So how do you do that? Um, it sounds cheesy, but your photography is you. Yeah. So for example, I hate shooting families, but I tried to do it for so long because I thought I had to. Mm -hmm. But it's just not me. It's not who I am. You know what you love and you know what you love to shoot. And that is that thing that makes you all giggly inside. And mm -hmm. you cannot wait to go home and edit that session. And that is who you are. And that is your voice. And then when you start to only shoot the things that make you happy, inside you will discover the reason why it makes you happy. Why you are drawn to shoot what you shoot. It's basically a road of self-discovery. Mm, I love that. That was a great answer. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. So it's like stripping away. It's like being, you know, getting actually honest with yourself saying, you know what? Because I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast before that my love affair with family photography has mm -hmm. been over for a while. <laughs> um, and it's and certain things that I do need to start cutting out. But I mm -hmm. love your idea about getting curious about the things that make you giggly inside. I absolutely I think that's such mm -hmm. a great exercise. And yes, then stripping away those do things that don't. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yes, do that. <laughs> Now, what are some tips for photographers to actually remain their authentic selves 
as photographers without getting, you know, kind of in that snowball of people pleasing and, mm-hmm. you know, shooting what they think they have to. So this where it all comes together once you found your why. You have then found your authentic voice and there's only one you and you are the only one that sees the world like you do. I know you've heard that before. <laughs> you are already authentic, even though you might think you're not. Mm. So staying authentic, me, has helped me to not recreate what I see online, for example. We all get inspired. It's unavoidable. The trick is to say no. Say no to yourself. Say no to the desire to recreate what you just saw on Instagram and just say No, I will create my own thing out of my own view. So I will take that photo that I just saw as an inspiration and create something completely different. And then it also helps when you stop scrolling through social media all day. Just stop. Just say no and just stop and just concentrate on yourself. Yeah, it's that's so true. And I know for me, it's it's often the times I start feeling and start feeling less creative and more in yeah. my own way is when I have spent excessive amounts scrolling on social mm-hmm. media or in yes. groups because we have some incredibly talented students as well. Yes. And, you know, I'm, you know, it, it comparison truly is the thief of joy, but it's mm-hmm. also the thief of creativity. Yes. And right. And it's, it's so easy to get into your own head when um, you're constantly bombarded with it. Yeah. So I agree, like turning your blinders on. Like you have massive groups, I know, with Embrace and and even like it must be so incredible for you to have all like your presets and all mm-hmm. these artists using them. Like that just me must be surreal for you. I you know what? I never think of it that way. It's so weird. I don't really realize like that they're all using the presets I create, which is basically my my vision of color. Yes. Yeah, I don't ever think about it that way. It's so funny. But it's yes, so funny. if you say it out loud, then yes, it's it's a, it's um it's amazing actually. It's amazing, <laughs> right? Because it is it's a blend of your color with um a blend of their vision. Yes. And so that's it's so it's so cool. I think that's just so interesting for um presets and mm-hmm. um action creators yes. seeing you know having it come back and seeing how it's being used. I think it's uh-huh. incredible. Yes. Mhm. Now, what would you say is the biggest mistake new boudoir photographers make when they're first getting started? Um, probably not taking care of business as they should, because that's what mm. I did too. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and like we all do, right? I'm like, we're artists. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, what's business? I don't need business. <laughs> But business is the most important thing in photography because you have a photography business, right? Yeah. Um, unless you want to be just an artist and you want this to be your hobby. But if you want to be in business, then you need to set make a business plan. You need to set your pricing straight and basically get get a plan before you begin, like before you start the business. And I know lots of people just start out and then they go with the flow. And I did that too. But um, it's better when you have everything planned out from the beginning and know exactly what you want to be, I mean, what you want to do and what your goal is at the end of the year, basically. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, you actually moved businesses too, didn't you? You mm-hmm. were in, in Hawaii and then you moved to the D.C. area. 
Yeah, I moved. Actually, you moved times. to Arizona. Yeah, too. I moved. Yeah, I moved to Indiana first. Yeah. So I moved from Hawaii to Indiana, from Indiana to Arizona, and from Arizona to DC. <laughs> and so, and you've built businesses in every area. I did. Yeah, I. I did. love that. It it was pretty easy in Indiana, I have to say. Yeah. But it was harder. It's harder here in Washington DC. I don't know mm. why. It's a huge metropolitan area. There are enough clients for everybody. It's just harder to get through here. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What I love is like, you're just like, yeah, we're moving and I'm starting a new business again. And that's just what I do. I know. I was <laughs> right? like, oh, I'd have to stand over again and over. I'm like, <laughs> tired of it. I'm, I really, I was tired of it. That's why I created an online business because yeah. I don't have to start this over, you know? It's so true. It's so mm-hmm. true. Now, what advice do you have for photographers that maybe are fighting that fear on creating work that is both expressive and vulnerable? Um, creating expressive and vulnerable work is a matter of practice. Mm. So you will not immediately create work with a feeling in it. I mean, I remember my first photos. They were really bad. <laughs> so you have to you have to practice it consciously, you know, and that is also how you get over the fear when you keep pushing your boundaries over and over and over. And that's how you at the end get to the result that you want. But you also have to know what you want. You have to know that you want to have expressive, vulnerable, emotive work and work for it to get there. Mm, I love that. You know, that reminded me a little bit. I play piano and not Mm -hmm. very well, just enough to make a little bit of music. But I remember like being a child and like learning and practicing and going, oh, gosh, like I'm just going through the motions. I don't yeah. enjoy this, but I'm just learning, right? Mm-hmm. And then like now I can just sit down and I can, I write my own music. Whatever I feel like it was in my so heart, nice. I just will play something. And it it reminds me a little bit about, you know, now I can be expressive and vulnerable because I did the work practicing mm. the steps in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that kind of just reminds, like, I was like, oh, I kind of get that. That clicked. <laughs> yes, you're right. Because you know what? I also played the piano when I was a child and I always had to practice, but I never got into it and I never was really interested in it. And of course, now I don't even know how to do it, you know? Oh, and I've, you did the opposite. I just, I will be, well, I've. I think because it was when I was about 14 that you're, that you're going to laugh because this is dating myself. Mm-hmm. It was Guns N' Roses, <laughs> November Rain. Oh my God, I love Guns N' Roses. <laughs> uh, right? I learned that to play. I, I learned how to fan. play that on piano mm-hmm. when I was 14. I finally had a song that I could play that I wanted to play instead uh, of like all the classical, yes. which are beautiful. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't what I wanted to play. I want to play GNR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can still play it. And because oh. I've kept up my skills, I go, I probably play maybe like once or twice a month. I can still pound it out. And uh-huh. my husband's like, oh my gosh, we're never <laughs> raining she again. again. <laughs> she's had two glasses of wine and now she thinks she's a pianist. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but it all comes down to practice. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think that was, it was such a good answer that you just gave there. I loved oh, that. Thank you. <laughs> Now, what are you artistically curious about right now? So right now, so I have to tell you, photography really takes up so much in my life. Yeah. And so does creating presets, which is basically playing around with colors and yep. painting. It's basically painting a photo. Um, I am not really curious about many things. I I did get into filming like 
making movies. Mm-hmm. I find that interesting. It's more technical though, so I'm really getting into this a little bit. And um, I love the watercoloring, you know, the, the way they write. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what I love. I used to draw, so yeah. I love that because that what I always find is interesting because whatever people are curious about, I love because they start exploring that and you can see that coming out in their work. Mm-hmm. And I lo- like I imagine you're going to start doing something maybe with watercolor looks with yeah. your and blending them. So I always think it's so interesting. I love yeah. I love asking that question. So where can our listeners learn more from you? So I have the Embrace Presets webpage www.embracepresets.com where I have free educational content about photography and editing. I have a little YouTube channel. It's Jasmine Jade on YouTube. I try to post editing videos there more regularly. And I also am on jasminejade.com for boudoir-specific education. I just started that recently. And um, sugarandlaystudio.com for my clients. And you can also join my Facebook groups on the Embrace Preset Community for Photographers and for Boudoir, Wild at Heart. I'm the most active in my groups. So you will find me there every day. So Jasmine is actually one of our incredible instructors for the Art and Soul Academy. Now, Jasmine, can you share a little bit about what you teach on in that? Yes, so I have made a behind-the-scenes video of a styled woman portrait shoot. Um, You will get to see from inside my camera how I shoot, from what angle I'm shooting, and what I tell my model to do. And you will learn how I shoot dresses and make them look good. And how I use light. And then you will learn how I edit these images. I love it. I'm, I am so excited to watch this because I absolutely love how you do boudoir. And it makes me think, huh, maybe I could try this. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I, I know. Something that makes me giggly inside. I've got to get, I got to find those things. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Wasn't that a great conversation? I loved Jasmine's advice on finding your authentic voice through getting curious and reconnecting with your why and truly getting curious about what lights you up inside. So my question today, my friends, is this. What makes you giggle inside? What type of sessions light you up? The ones that you just can't wait to get home and edit. Are you doing them? Or are you maybe filling your time up with things that don't? I also needed to do this exercise, guys. So my friends, thank you for sharing your time with me. I'm sending you so much of my light and love today and every day. We'll see you next time. Hey, if you love this show, you have to come check out the Art and Soul Academy. It's where we take it to the next level. The Academy is full of incredible instructors with actionable tutorials where we focus on your business, your art, and you. Because you are more than just a photographer. You're an artist, a dreamer, a business boss, and a creative. And our goal is to help you create a business and life you are truly excited about. Come check it out at themilkyway.ca slash join.